Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is Jeff and, Jeff and Dave, and it's time for the two half squads. The one and only podcast so on the net dedicated 100% to the greatest to the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader. Well, if you're going to do everything in sign language, I'm going to fire my sound guy. You can go out, out, no. Put that sandwich down and get out. All right, don't need him. No, we don't have to cue the music. All right. Hey, this is episode 276, Jeff. I wrote a little poem about it. Oh. 276. How in the world did we do it? I know. It's a short poem. It's more like a haiku. Well, I, I was thinking, I know it's rare for me. I was thinking. Your diary. If we go to 300. Dave that, was thinking. That alone is going to be uh, two shows a month. 20, uh, it's 24 a year. So in two years, right? Or we'd be around 300 and then. No, we'll be at 325 shows. Yeah, two a, a month. Year. A year. A one year. Yeah. You can see, I was thinking. Okay. I didn't turn on my entire brain. I didn't think I would need the whole thing. So. And then it would be five years to get to 400 right i can't believe you play asl and you're so good at it yeah so five years to get to 400 so i think we got that in us but if we get if we get to 500 i will be 70 years old so so here's what I would I, like. I don't to, know about that. I would like to ask our listeners who are being very kind and generous and they're contributing to the show, you know, a dollar or two every show through Patreon or whatever. Thank you, Patreon um, donors. I would like to ask them if they wouldn't maybe consider paying us in advance for the next hundred shows so that uh, we're young enough to spend it. I don't want to have to spend yeah. it on like a kidney replacement or something like that, you know, you know. Yeah, but no. 500 shows, man, 70, maybe that would be like the cutoff. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Beyond, I can't, what kind of 75-year-old people make podcasts? It just doesn't sound right. We, we don't know. Nobody's ever done it before. <laughs> so it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I don't know. I, I don't like to think about it, but we're, we're just going to have to keep going and see what happens. Yep. So, so today, today, today we're recording. It's the day after the 4th of July, which would make it, let's see, you're the math guy. The 5th, the 5th, July 5th. The 5th of July. So happy 4th of July, Dave. And the happy 4th United- to you and all the listeners. Yeah, we celebrate this. Uh, July 4th in the United States for the independence of this country, in case you didn't know. Some people we may do. not know. Um, 
Did you uh, do anything? Did you do fireworks or anything? We did. Uh, in the past, two years ago, my daughter and I actually sat, well, everyone now knows where Arlington Park is, where the Bears might build their new stadium right down the street from my house. That's right. And your house too, which would only be a nightmare on game days, trying to drive my house to your house would be impossible. Yeah. But um, under yeah, the highway, they have these viaducts or these, um, what do you call them? The slopey, yeah. like, you know, they got pillars. Yeah, embankment, thanks. And so Megan and I laid down on the embankment and looked out up at the fireworks and you could only see it coming over the tops of the trees. You couldn't see any of the low stuff at Arlington Park. And this year, Palatine wasn't having any and we went to Arlington Park and this time it was too hard to lay on the slopey embankment for so long on the concrete. Because you're sliding. You, yes, you had to brace your gym shoes on it to not pulling slide. Your, it's pulling your pants up and, you know. <laughs> and then your head got really hard surface. And so we walked like half a mile toward the park and hit a nice open little grassy area in front of a storage unit place there by your house there right before the post office and then the yeah. abandoned burger king and then a the plus, mcdonald's a plus storage a plus storage uh it's got three levels jeff so we think if we rent out the storage unit number 314 megan check the number on it up there you can see right in the window we could just sit up there and watch them from now on that's a so, great idea and you so this got 20 people in there yeah, along there. Yeah. yeah, along that window. Charge them. Charge them money. Yeah. <clears throat> great, great idea. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, and we could see the low stuff. You could see right the roof of the Arlington Park. So it was yeah. better than the viaduct or or our other area where we would sit behind um, Ace Hardware to watch the Palatine ones by the garbage dumpsters. Yeah, and you can also go through the dumpster, which is fun at Ace Hardware. Yeah. Yes. Did you uh, light off any fireworks of your own? No. Good. I got a thing about that. Yeah, we had a lot of that around our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I have fire it off. And you know what? It's illegal. Yes. Don't do it. It is. Stop it. It's illegal. People will say, well, oh, you know, it's only once a year. It's illegal. We hear it at other times here. Well, you know, it's it's not a big deal. It was my daughter's 16th birthday. Great. It's illegal. <laughs> especially, Stop it. especially after like midnight. Then it's just a well, little never, we never have that. We don't no. we don't live by the drunk. I boy, I was gonna say something that was we would have to cut out. <laughs> I was gonna name a group. We don't have that. But you usually it's before 10 o'clock. But like the house across the street, where there's a big house across the street, and they they had a party on a Tuesday, I think it was last Tuesday, and fireworks. I mean, big fireworks. There's some big ones, and yeah. It, and it was because the kids, um, one of the kids had graduated this year, you know, from from high school. Well, that's great, but you know what? <laughs> it's illegal. And for those yeah, but, people think, oh yeah, but the law doesn't apply to me. Well, it it, it speeding laws don't apply to me. <laughs> they do. No, they don't. What about stop signs? 
Pete, we uh, live right by a stop sign. Yes. We're just blowing yes. through it like, no. Oh, yeah, nobody no. else is here. No, you have to at least do a rolling stop. Oh, they That's, go through it like they go through it like it's a like it's the uh, catapult on the edge of the USS Enterprise. Well, they're trying to get airspeed. It's dangerous, and it's illegal. But so I go on nextdoor.com and you can see people posting there. Oh yeah, uh, you know our dog is going crazy because of the fireworks, and please don't do that. And other people are like, well, you know, it's it's only once a year. Blah, 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 blah. It's illegal. Stop teaching your kids that it's okay to break the law. Stop, stop teaching everybody and telling everybody that the laws don't apply to you because they do. Well, I bet you've already alienated half of our audience, Jeff. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's fine. Well, no, because in other states, it's not illegal too. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. And that's fine. Go there. Indiana. Yeah. You, yeah. Other Go states, there. it's okay. Yeah. Go there. I'll, get, I'll send you the map. I'll send you the directions. Go there next year. But you had a good fourth, eh? Yeah, we did. We did. It was actually very quiet. It was just uh, Robin and I. The kids were off doing stuff. And so we just kind of hung out. Had a nice, had a nice one. So there we go. And we got a show that's all about ASL. We, we've been having some Good fun, some good interviews lately, and uh, we've been getting good response on that. People are enjoying the guys that we've had on. Yep, and we're working on David Pentland for a next who? show, or David Pentland, the artist. Oh, I thought you said David Pippin, and I thought, excellent. Who's David Pippin? I don't know. It sounds like a name that should be famous, though. There was a play called Pippin. Yeah, there was. I think yeah. the yeah. girl with the would start Wendy from the Wendy's restaurant. Oh, really? Thanks. Yeah, she was in Pippin. <laughs> are they the same person? I think they are. Could be stocking. Hear people going all over America. Well, all over the world right now. They're fast forwarding. Like, when are they going to start talking about the game? I'm ready if you are. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. So what, where are we? Well, should we do our contest winners first, though? Or? Yes, yes, very good idea. And and Jeff, if you were to go and buy this product, Winner Offensive Bonus Pack Seven, yeah, where would you want to order it from? Well, I'm surprised you had to ask. I would go to Ritter Creek. It's it's the home page on my web browser. When I open my web browser, it goes to Ritter Creek. Doesn't go to Google or Yahoo or anything dumb like that or the news. Goes to Ritter Creek because right there they have lots of uh, ASL products, and I can go right there look at stuff. They have stuff from Bounding Fire, from MMP, uh, Lafranc Terrier. I mean, it's all there. They have dice from the guy in Canada. Where, yes. What's my recall issue? Yes. C-Trap. No, that's his website yeah. newsletter. Um, Game. Yeah. Right. But they got it all. Yeah. At RitterCreek.com. That's why you don't have to remember 20 different things. You just go to RitterCreek and it's all there. Yep. And you don't have to be clicking all the time. Clickety, 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 click. You just go to RitterCreek, look for what you want. It's all there. Put it in the basket. 
checkout. Guess what they charge for shipping though? I'll bet it's $20. No. $10. No. $5. No. If in the continental United States. $3. Not even that. $1. Take that money and invest it or give it, give it to a worthy cause because Ritter Creek doesn't want your stinking shipping money. They're going to send you stuff at no charge for shipping. Wow, free shipping. But we would ask that you don't just order one small item no. and take free shipping. That's just kind of rude. Yeah. You got to order at least two, three, four, five items. Yeah, fill up the cart. Big item. And you'll know the cart will get so full, it'll say, don't add any more to the cart. It's too full. But uh, up until then, man, go to town. Go to Ritter Creek. And we have this contest for winner offensive pack seven jeff and our listeners were instructed to email us at our gmail address with the headline i like offensive things or it's a winner offensive pack and we have four entrants do you have a four-sided die there jeff or a oh i do computer right yeah for your dnd games or a okay here we go four-sided die got it right here Nate, D Doug, Kelly, and John. Nobody's going to be able to see this. It's a one. It's a one? It's a one. It's Nate Greg. I think, he won, I think he won our last contest. Really? I'm going to look for his name quickly on a search that's, of our email. That's what happens when you only have four people. Nate is going to be heavy in his uh, ASL inventory. He did. That's, that's he, he won again, so we are going to send that out to him, and then we are going to ban him from joining the next contest. Yeah, we would. Yeah, we should have a rule like that. Like, if you've won in the last six months, you can't. Yeah. You can't. But Nate is coming out to you once again, sir. Dave is going to send that out personally in the U.S. Postal Service. I will. And our other contest was on Twitter. Retweet. The Oktoberfest, to get the Oktoberfest, uh, ASL Oktoberfest 30, it's the yeah. Action Pack 12. Based mm -hmm. on. And that one, we have quite a few entrants on Twitter. We asked that that be continental United States, and I'm sure people have not followed that rule. So this time, Jeff, we have... Our, our rules are so complicated. We have 13. 15 entrants give a i'm going to okay. take out the one the military board gamers club in tokyo japan no offense but yeah, thanks, that's, uh, thanks I, for retweeting thanks for retweeting though yeah that's nice i i feel bad that we cannot ship just anywhere in the world but it's too much just can't do that yet but we have lots of new people here um most of them are following us some are not uh, Joe, who's the keeper of Rock Solid Guide, network engineer, computer nerd, avid board gamer. Matt, who's a defense attorney, conservative, a life member of the NRA, uh, father of two boys, husband, and a Hall of Famer Twitter person who's a Nats fan. Nats, like G-N-A-T? That's no. not. Oh, Nat, is it the Nationals baseball team? The Nats? Oh, don't know. Look at us, sports fans. Yeah. This is not a sports He's a, also conservative, former Hill staffer and a war gamer. We have the head oh, actuary. Former Hill staffer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
The head actuary is Joyce Life, a uh, uh, beer devotee, teller of bad dad jokes. We have the Tippecanoe Tribune. Is this a newspaper? Official website of the Tippecanoe Tribune, also interested in shoes and shoe paraphernalia. Wow. I, I wonder I, if they found us. Are those the kind of people we want following us? <laughs> but we have many more. Subsailor, former submariner. Gun owner, war game playing, old school type of guy. I like to say submariner. It makes it makes me sound like oh, I'm in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, you're right. We have Rich Curry paints and plays World War II mil miniatures and Warhammer. Mark has no description. DC conscripts have entered. They want to get this for their prize table at the next tournament. Oh. And At the Great also with no description of themselves. And here we go. Everybody is deserving. What did they have to do? Just, just retweet and like. Oh, just retweet and like. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people just retweet automatically when they see something cool. Oh, look, ASL, retweet. Wonder That's what I, I do. Hey, is someone calling you? Somebody's calling me. Pretty rare. It'll go away and it only rings for 10 minutes. Okay, I thought go. it was you calling me to record on Skype. We're recording yeah. on Zoom tonight, folks, on my new computer. So far, it doesn't seem to be lagging. It seems Laggy. okay. All right. One through 12. One through 12. Here we go. That is a seven. Okay. It is Beats, Beats Walking. Retired mech grunt, former PII Tower Rat practicing social distancing long before it was cool. Cool. Beats walking. I will be contacting oh, you. You know what, Jeff? Roll again just for a follow up in case. Sometimes they say, oh, I didn't know this was a contest. I don't want that. Uh, this time we got a nine. Seven, eight, nine. It's multi publishing. Multi man publishing has won the contest. Here's a first. We're going to send them. No. Please, Dave, send them the product. They're going to get that. And I know how the human heart works. Perry is going to see that. And it's going to melt his hard heart. And he's going to become soft and lovable and cuddly and start sending us all kinds of free products that we can then use on our show and to help support our show. Review and, and give out his prizes. Yeah. It is a multi-member machine. All right, roll, roll again, Jeff. You're not going to do it, are you? I might, I might text, I might contact him. He's the guy that runs. Hilarious. He's the guy that runs their Twitter. He does a great job, by the way. He does, he does. a great job. Yeah. Well, I encourage you to consider that. Number. <laughs> I actually might. Number what? Number three. Three. Hall of Famer Twitter person. Ah. Nance fan, conservative. Former Hill staffer, war gamer. All right. Well, he's a war gamer. So <laughs> you didn't, you, luckily, you didn't hit the newspaper that retweeted us. Thanks for participating. And if you, if it doesn't end up dropping down to you, um, join our next contest. We got, and, we got more coming. And if you think it would be funny for us to send a free product to Multi Man Publishing, send us an email or tweet us. Because uh, we'd like to know. Because I think it's a brilliant idea. Of course, I always think my ideas are brilliant. Hey, Jeff, and we would also like to thank our Patreon supporters. Oh, very much us. so. 
Yes. And these prizes were donated by Bill Cobble. I think that's about the last of them. What's uh, great? In what the, what's in the what, you said? Oh. Yeah, I'm not recording through the usual uh, oh, that's right. studio. Um, so I'll... What? Yeah, I was going to try something different, but that's go for it. Go for good. it. No, yours is too good. What's in the box? What's in the box? What is in the box, Jeff? Today we have here. I'm going to see if this works. Do you remember who donated it to us? There's, there's the there's the second cam. It's a picture of Jeff's gaming table, folks, by his Hobbit fireplace over there. Look at the circular fireplace for those of you at home who can't see. He's got a whole brick wall, circular fireplace. He's picked up the product. He's got a collection of bombs at his house. Jeff, what are, why do you have piles of TNT? Are you planning something? No, everything, no, everything is uh, normal here. What? What's with all those weapons? Oh, those are... Did you see weapons there? And piles I, of TNT. Oh. And satchel chart. Well, are you planning something? No. Are you angry at work? Are you, do you have anger problem? I do have anger problems. That That is for sure. All right. Maybe that's enough. Everybody's thinking, oh, no, he's such a softy. He doesn't yeah. have anger problems. I can't imagine it. Well, stay out of the lab. Don't be over in my lab on the end, you know, and first thing in the morning, I'm fine. But by around 11 o'clock, it's coming out. Anyway, uh, we, we got a great product. Who, who did send us this, Dave? I actually don't recall. Okay, I got, I have a brain. I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, um. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Oh, oh man. Okay. Well, anyway, you tell us about the product. I'm going to double check the Gmail. We got this great product, and I'm a big fan of this publisher, Lone Canuck Publishing, from Canada. And Nel I, oh, Nelson, Nelson Asada, Nelson, Nelson Asada. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, super nice. What, what? What was the occasion? You know, just he just heard us talking about Canuck and said, "Hey, I'm going to send you guys this. Super Check nice. it out. Plus, yeah, super nice. Here's a little payment for doing your show. Keep yeah, it, and um." And yeah, and do it on the air. And he said, he said, play the big one, which we haven't done yet. So play the big one. Yep, in there, which we'll get to in a second. Yes. Excited to see this. Yes. So this is called The Steelworks from Columbellus, Columbellus, France. I'm. Everything after the M is silent. France. So, Viva la France! I don't know why they put all those letters in there if they're silent. But as you may remember from Lone Canuck, they don't like to do a lot of stuff that has to do with Canadian forces and uh, to kind of help celebrate the Canada's great contributions to the big World War II. And so a lot of their stuff concentrates on that. And this particular pack, great little pack, more than a little pack, though, it's got a beautiful map. It's got some counters. It's got some scenarios. Let me switch over to the other camera. This is an action that happened late in the war, July 44. Uh, there was this big steel factory in France that Montgomery was charged with 
taking. The Germans had it and they were making steel so they could make nasty weapons and the British were going to take it back and liberate it. And so this action occurred in, like I said, July of 1944. So the pack comes with these uh, nice three sheets of history go along with it. I know. So you got about three pages that show the history of the action and what happened. And one of the interesting things about this steelworks is that uh, there were two very, very tall smokestacks. Were there only two? I think there were only two. Very, very tall smokestacks that the Germans were taking advantage of that height advantage and they could look out on all of the surrounding area and uh, see when allied forces were coming. And so that gave them a very good advantage in that. So a couple of the scenarios are concerned with knocking out those smokestacks, which I'll show you in a minute. Uh, but let's take a look at the map. Uh, this product is available right now from Rittercreek.com. $25, but look at that. Lone Canuck collection on sale, 258 bucks. So there's this big group of buildings here, all connected factories and uh, lots of railroads. If you like railroads, this is the way to go. Railroads that loop all around. So there's lots of railroad action in this. You can see um, rather unremarkable on a flat map are the smokestacks themselves, which are the, well. the targets, but what are you gonna do? It's not 3D, <laughs> it's only the 21st century. Build it uh, in miniature. So then there's a, a train yard here with uh, like the engine house. And then there's all these tilled fields around on the outside outskirts of this. So you can see there's a looks like there's a lot of open ground that the allies would have to, to go across in order to get to this nasty looking steelworks. And there's a lot of fortifications. There's a lot of this action is gonna be the Germans being fortified while the uh, British forces, the Allied forces move in. But it's a nice big map, you know, the big hexes. Excellent. So lots of shell holes, lots of debris. And there's a few uh, interesting things here. And you're gonna have to help me, Dave, because you are the history guy, the history guy of the game. So you mm -hmm. may remember this. So there are uh, a few pages here of some special rules or rules that are specifically interesting for the steelworks, such as storage tanks. Now we've seen storage tanks before, and I think storage tanks are a regular part of the, the rule book now. I yeah, I think it was one of the uh, Stalingrad games. Yes, yeah, I think that's right. Bank. I think that's right. Uh, well, now we've got a smokestack rule, rule for smokestack, and this is a level four obstacle. So it, it's kind of like a storage tank, except it's four levels to go up instead of just one. So you get TEM when you're in the hex, uh, unless you're surrounded, encircled, then you don't. Um, and then you get four levels to go up. You can't stop in the middle anywhere. You have to, you have to either spend the, the uh, movement to go up all the way up, or you can't. And then uh, from the top, you can uh, see all around. Obviously, you're going to have a very good line of sight if you can get up there. Uh, stacking, you only get, it's like a typical roof stacking, and you can't set up 
uh, big weapons up there, of course, all stuff that makes makes uh, sense. And I believe, let's see, infantry changing levels in a smokestack hex may be attacked at ground level and or rooftop level in the normal manner. However, they may be also attacked in the first, second, and third quasi-locations of that hex by a unit that has a line of sight to their location. So you get, uh, again, you have to have obviously enough movement points to go up there. We also have something called a tilled field. We've seen tilled fields before, haven't we? Uh, there is the rule for plowed fields. So that might be slightly different. Slightly different. It says a hex with a brown and dappled green area is a tilled field. It costs infantry one and a half movement factors. It's like a plowed field. Or tilled field. Um, it's considered open ground for all other purposes. Okay. Then we got a train garage, which is a multi-hex, a rather un unremarkable uh, icon representation itself. It's just a multi-hex building where a railroad can enter. Debris we've seen before, of course, trail breaks. Let's see, there were a couple of interesting things here. Gutted roofless buildings. That, that seems new to me. No, that is from the Stalingrad stuff. It is, yeah, okay. Gutted okay. and roofless, yeah. Gutted and roofless, okay. So how much does it cost to get to the roof? One. It's roofless. Oh, shoot, yes. <laughs> You're the fourth person to fall for that. Uh, then there's some combination hexes. Um, burnt out orchards. Are kind of different. Any hex with or half hex containing dark brown branches is considered a burnt out orchard. It's treated like a out of season orchard. So that makes sense. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, let's see what else we also have. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Partial orchards. Um, and then some, some uh, interesting things about the German forces because this game comes with counters. I'm sorry, Dave, it doesn't, come, it doesn't come with the blue sheet, the blank blue sheet. No, and the box but, art's not much to talk to write home about. It like. No, but it does come with counters. So there All are right. some German and. Yeah, that? there's some German material. Let me move up. Move oh, Canadians, up. you said. So there's, yep. So the German forces is the Luftwaffe, Luftwaffen Field Division. So they're second line troops. Okay, yeah, yeah, not not regularly army guys. Yeah, so they're four four sevens that go to a uh, with a six on the uh, morale side, on the broken side. So not your typical, oh, who's that handsome devil showing up in your screen, Dave? I'm just distracting everyone. Yes. <laughs> Remember when we got these coasters? I do. Corporal Kleinschmidt. People love us. They take care of us. Um, yeah, so, so that's, yeah, the, yeah, like the Air Force guys right um then he's got some special rules here for a machine gun nest which consists of a heavy machine gun a 127 and a 135 pillbox and that's what he calls a machine gun nest okay yeah the heavy machine gun must set up in the pillbox a 127 in possession of a heavy machine gun in a pillbox is fanatic automatically Repair die roll of six does not eliminate the heavy machine gun. So just a few things like this that tune the, the rules a little bit to match the action. 
Uh, the pillbox comes with a tunnel. Your favorite. Oh, yes. A heavy machine gun must be dismantled before entering into the tunnel or it, it will auto and will automatically be replaced with a medium. If you take the heavy machine gun out of the pillbox, it becomes a medium. If you bring it back in, it becomes a heavy. Okay. It's like magic. Um, there, there are some special British forces that are assault engineers, four, five, eights with a smoke factor of a four. Wow. That's good. Hot dog. And I was especially excited to see this. And I don't know why I don't have a set of bagpipes in my music collection, but I'm going to get a set. Pipers appear in this group. A piper is rented by a sing represented by a single man counter with a strength factor of zero. So it's a zero zero nine. Okay. If it fails, if it, fa if it fails a morale check, a piper is considered wounded, and the counter is flipped to the wounded side, where it displays a strength factor of zero zero eight. And the piper counters are here on the uh -huh. sheet. So you want to buy this just for the piper counters? You do. I you love a man in skirts. I do. Mm -hmm. Makes me think of Gen Con when I see a man in a skirt. A Piper's current printed morale level is never lowered, but could be increased to a 10 by various causes. A Piper may not use double time movement or possess a gun or support weapon. A uh, Piper has a firepower of one when attacking or defending in close combat, but has no close combat value. And a piper is considered armed unless captured. Fun, because, fun stuff. How about this? Because a piper must stand when playing his bagpipes, combined with the mournful wail known as the squirrel or a skirl made by the bagpipes, attention is quickly drawn to a piper. Any unpinned piper must deduct one from the IFT resolution die roll of any attack, including ordnance, against it. How cool is that? <laughs> Very and, uh, and, and down in the uh, in the little bit in the notes section, it says some think that bagpipes are a terror weapon designed to break the enemy's morale, <laughs> but the Scots find them inspiring and will follow a piper through the gates of hell. Knowing this, pipers rarely rarely led let minor things like wounds keep them from their duty. Wow, pretty cool. A uh, couple other little things. They have got Bangalore torpedoes available here. So those are always fun to play with. And something called a Hayrick DC. A Hayrick is a shaped metal, uh, kind of looks like a briefcase uh, DC charge that the, that the British had. Um, they detonate on the 36 fire pot. Uh, 36 column? That's typical for DC, isn't it? I think so. Well, more like a set one, yeah. Um, or pl placed? No, set, yeah. Yeah, set. You can't throw it. You can set it. It detonates at 36 with a negative five die roll modifier because it's got something called a heavy payload, which yeah. apparently is in the rules. C.7? Yeah, yeah. Payload. That's when you go over the top of the chart, each column oh. over, it gives you neg one. Well, that never happens to me. No, very rarely. <laughs> And then there's uh, some battery access that appears in one of the scenarios, or maybe it's two, I have to look. And then, so great stuff. And then there's five scenarios that come with the pack. 
I won't spend any time on these, but I could maybe uh, do a deep dive later with them. Yeah. So there are three scenarios that just use a little part of the board to kind of get you uh, familiar with some of the nuances of the special rules and stuff like that. And again, these are pretty much going to be Germans in with fortifications and machine gun nests like we saw before and wire and um, and then the allies coming in, the British coming in with piats and machine guns and these DCs and uh, Bangalore mines. That's one. First one is called secure the crossroads. And actually what you're doing there is securing some crossroads, which appear on the map. Number two is called hunt the Hun. A very similar portion of the map. Looks like similar stuff that we're using. I'll just skip over that. Tiger yeah, what, what are, are the, what's the dates on the, those two? This all happened on or around Ju July 11th of 1944. Or, okay, after D-Day, yeah. Yeah. And actually the British were unsuccessful in taking this area. And Monty was, it didn't help his reputation. He blamed oh. one of the other generals mm. um, for, not, for not following through. And it's sad, but play it. Maybe it'll, you'll get a different outcome. Uh, tiger attack is number three, which is lots of tanks, many tanks. Three tiger tanks against um, about six or seven British tanks and uh, some pipers in that one. Tiger attack looks like fun. And then the big one is called knock them down, uses the entire map. The goal here is to get to the smokestacks and actually blow them up. Pretty good size uh, scenario. And then there's a final one called Securing the Steelworks, which happens on July 17th. And that's just uh, more of the same. Doesn't use the entire map again. I'm always um, surprised that there aren't more scenarios that come with these packs from Lone Canuck because so much work goes in. I would always think, yeah, there ought to be a dozen scenarios in there, but. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's how long the action is taken. Um, if they're only fighting in one direction on the map. Yeah. And you wouldn't true. need to have a small battle in that other part. Yeah. Unlike like the Red Barricade stuff and the Battle yeah. of the Guards where there's battles all along the front trying typically. Right. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting. Well, we could, uh, do we have a designer on that? Credits on that? Uh, let's see. We have... So and Klaus Malstrom is in there, uh, Dave Blackwood, Oliver Gray, George Kelm, of course, who runs the whole show. Boat jo did road. George design all of it? I, it doesn't really say. Huh. Uh, it may say in here somewhere and I missed it. And it could be that George just thought, you know, I've, I made a comment about the number of scenarios. He probably thought that's enough. It covers really what happened. And, uh, you know, not everything needs to be a huge gigantic thing. You've got this great map, these great oh, right. colors of some fun scenarios, getting a, getting a piece of an action that is otherwise not covered and bringing attention to it and pretty cool. And how much is it? I'm, did you 25. Say? A great deal. That, that's a bargain for, for a lot of fun. So there we go, Steelworks by Lone Canuck cool. Publishing. Get it. Love it. Get it. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, 
Are you ready to go to Mayhem in Manila? I sure am, Dave. I've got my bags packed. I've got my passport and my hat. Do you have your OBA cards? No, I don't. How would I get some? Why, you'd have to go to Ritterkrieg and order some. Ritterkrieg? I don't know anything about it. Tell me. Well, this is the great online store of ASL equipment. ASL wooden gaming products like dice towers, custom-made tabletops, an ammo box map and map case, and all kinds of ASL products. You can order yours today and have it shipped to Mayhem in Manila. I wow. I'm going to get all that stuff. I know what I'll do. I'll tell my wife I can't afford to take her, but I'll take all my Ritter stuff with me. But Jeff, you might be able to take her because... A donor has donated our air flight <laughs> to Asia. Sweet. All right, then this is the best thing that could happen. I can take my wife, I can take all my Ritter Creek equipment, and we're going to Mayhem, Mayhem in, in Manila. Manila. And these OBA cards aren't the crappy kind that we sold on our podcast. No. These are those really cool quality ASL OBA cards. It's a gigantic deck of cards that it, you can use for all of your OBA requirements. All of your OBA requirements. And do you know what makes ordering from Ritter Krieg the best option for any pre-orders? Tell me. They have free shipping. <gasps> Impossible. Take that, MMP. Well, that's a beautiful thing. So, how do we get to uh, order this Ritter Krieg stuff? Well, you simply go to Ritterkrieg.com, R-I-T-T-E-R-K-R-I-E-G, I'm heading there right now. See you in Manila, Dave. See you in Manila. Hey, Dave. It's time for rules. It's time for rules. You need the rules to play the game and put your opponents to shame. They might seem hard, but that's okay. We're gonna learn them anyway. Rules. All right, Jeff, rules. I have prepared rule section 10, Rex. Oh, Rex, I love Rex, the Latin word for king. No, no, not Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh. Regular, uh, vehicle Rex. Oh, vehicle wrecks. Oh, completely different. Okay. R -E w R E X. No, no, w, w R C K S. Are you like giving me a cognitive uh, brain test right now? Like, well, maybe a little bit. So if they're, you know, if you hear a knock at the door and some nice men are there and they want to escort you to somewhere really relaxing, just go with them. It's all fine. All right. I will. First up, Jeff, 10.1. How do you create a wreck? Uh, I blow up an AFV. I blow up a yeah. I blow up. I blow up a vehicle. It's only if it's in, it's only if it's an inflatable vehicle. Yeah, that's right. It's a bathtub toy. No, it's a tank. Oh my! Um, so. That is true. Then you flip it over and it has a wreck side on the back. Now, do all vehicles have a white uh, side to them, the counters? Um, 
You know, the fact that you asked the question makes me think, no, they don't all. I'm trying to think of an example. I can't think of one, but there must be, I mean, there must be. Yes, there are vehicles yes. that have different capabilities on them. So like they have thrown their fascine off the to fill the trench, those weird oh, funny British vehicles. And you flip it over and it has a side with no fascine on it or something. Oh, yeah, right. They don't have a wreck. So it actually says you're supposed to then replace them with a counter that has a comparable weight, scroungeable armament, comparable and comparable armor or unarmored status. Well, this is a good opportunity for somebody like um, Broken Ground Design to come up with oh. all the Rex counters for all of the vehicles that, that, don't, is, that don't otherwise have them. Yeah. That is a good idea. Fill um, a void. Now, there are vehicles that don't have a wreck depiction, but they have a white back, which yeah. means they don't leave a wreck. So if they don't, what might happen to that vehicle if you got a burning, uh, a burning kill, uh, burning wreck result? It has no wreck depiction. Oh, um, I don't know. What would you do? You would not have a blaze at all. It's too small. Oh, okay. So you get, a burning wreck, you get a burning wreck result. And you flip no, it over. And there's no wreck there. You just get rid of it. Yep, just get rid of it. Okay, okay. If the wreck is a burning wreck, Jeff, then you place a blaze counter on top of it. Yeah. Now, a non-burning wreck may be attacked by either side, treating the wreck as if it were still the original vehicle. Why would you want to do that? By either side? You mean yeah. you, can, you can fire at your own vehicle? It's your own wreck, uh-huh. Oh. Well, why Why would you? What's the point? Well, I suppose you might want to turn it into a burning wreck for whatever advantage that might give you. I don't know, smoke or... Indeed. Something, which, yeah. Which, which reminds me of the game with Bob Holmes from when he was driving a vehicle up and I shot at him and he's like, and I got happened to get a burning wreck. He's like, oh, I was thinking you'd shoot later and not figure out that if you killed it here, you'd get smoke all the way down that road to protect yourself. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have the superior mind, Bob. <laughs> I had no idea. He, he's thinking those things. Yeah. He Where is. do you want to kill a vehicle if there's a breeze to get some smoke blowing down a whole yeah. road? Yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if, if, you, if you still have that wreck out there, if you want to close combat it, uh, you don't have to take a patsy. You can't ambush it. And it is considered crew exposed and abandoned um, for close combat purposes. So you get a lot of negatives, in other words, to kill it. Yeah. Okay. So you can do it in close combat too. Now, question. Does the wreck counter retain the same vehicle covered arc as the original vehicle? Um, uh, yeah, I would guess so. That is now, correct. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, following up to your previous question about the fact, why would you want to shoot at it? You want it to become a burning wreck. 
So you would have to know what the target facing was, so you know what the armor factor was that you're firing against. Exactly right. Yeah. So then does the red counter retain the same turret covered arc of the original vehicle? Let's see. When you make a wreck, does the turret? I, I can't ever. I cannot ever remember putting a turret marker on a wreck. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no and hope that we've been doing that right all these years. That is correct. So okay. apparently, it doesn't matter. Just shoot at the hull of the vehicle. And yeah. Okay. All right. Movement effects ten point two. Does a wreck increase the movement cost for infantry? to move through the hex of a wreck? Um, yeah. Uh, no. Oh. Unless it's a burning wreck. Yeah, then you're walking into smoke or whatever, yes. moving into smoke. Yeah. Does the wreck, the vehicle wreck, increase the movement uh, cost for a vehicle to come through there? Yes. Would it for motorcycles? For motorcycles going through? Oh, for motorcycle, like if motorcycles were in, going to go through the wreck hex. Oh, to go through the wreck hex. Do they pay extra costs? I don't know. Would it be okay if we, I just looked that up when that happens? So well, I don't have to know. Haven't you been on the highway and stopped traffic for miles? And what does the motorcycle do? Oh yeah, it just he blows right through. He doesn't pay any movement costs. Yeah, with his hot girlfriend on the back. Yeah. Wait. Did you say hot? Hot. Have you seen the same motorcycle guys I've seen? <laughs> Let's not be judgmental. No, yes, that's horrible. That's Everybody's beautiful. That's, yeah, it's out of character. Um, does a wreck... I'm canceling you right now. <laughs> okay, does a burning wreck cost more movement points for infantry? Yes. Yes smoke do yeah. wrecks contribute to overstacking penalties so i got two tanks in there and there's a wreck in there am i now overstacked by two? Oh, golly golly gosh gee willikers um i'm gonna say yes yes it does okay now do wrecks completely block the oh no this is a teaching thing wrecks do not completely block the entrance to a hex but do make entry more difficult through increased movement point costs so if there's a wreck in front of the um, factory entrance you'd have to pay an extra movement point to get in there yeah but there are exceptions what might those be when you don't have to worry about um when they do completely block the entrance. Oh, if they do completely block the entrance. Yeah, there's um, three cases. Uh, I suppose a bridge entrance, entrance hex to a bridge. A one lane bridge, yes. A one lane bridge, yeah. Um, what else is like a one lane bridge? What's like a one lane bridge and yet a sunken lane. Oh. I guess they're narrow. And I then guess, uh, we don't play sunken lanes very often for some reason. Bypass is listed. Hmm. I, oh, if you can bypass it, I guess then it does. Yeah, sure. If you can bypass that thing, then it doesn't block it. Yeah. Okay. Cover. 
terrain effect is a non-burning rack a plus one or a plus two cover benefit? Uh, plus one. Yep. You just put your men in there with the rack, you get a plus one. Is it also a plus one line of sight hindrance? Yes. Yes, it is. Does a burning wreck provide the plus one TEM to infantry in the same hex? I would think it would be plus two. You would think. Now, you're, I think you're right because I think the smoke is a plus two. Yeah, that's but, what I was thinking. But you don't get the plus one of just the vehicle. Oh. So, technicality, get, maybe. Yeah. It's not cumulative. You just get the smoke cover. Yes, that's a good way to think of it, yeah. Okay. So the burning wreck also does not create a line of sight hindrance due to the wreck counter. Now that's important with the fire lane, I think, because there's soft, oh. there's soft, remember the yes. spooky chart? Soft hindrances and then hard ones. Tank probably would be right. hard and the smoke would not be. Yep. So fi fire lane, it would yeah. not count, right? Okay. Only the smoke, yeah. And of course, heavy winds is the exception. It would blow the smoke away. Yeah. Then, then you count the wreck. Now, wrecks may be removed from play in two ways. What are they? Wrecks may be, <clears throat> let's see. Besides mass extinction events. Yeah, yes. The A-bomb. And besides the A-bomb. Oh, not the A, not including the no. A-bomb. Okay. The wrecks may be removed. Well, and not picking them up with your fingers and picking them off the board, not deleting them with the delete button on Vassal. Can you do like, um, I should know this. Can you? No, you should. Have a, if you have a dozer or something like that, can you? Yes. Now, beyond that, it's any armor fighting vehicle with a weight. 90% or more of the wreck's weight. And it expends half its movement points. Any AFE? Any. So I guess another tank is going to push the tank. Oh, the okay. Tank. Yeah. All right. And it pushes it. Does it move um, it to an adjacent hex? It actually, you would think, yeah. but it actually just says it's removed. Oh. Okay. Yes, that'd be a lot more rules to get like a roadblock, like removing a roadblock or anything. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's just okay. I should crush it or something. They grind. They grind it up. They grind it up. They got the crank. Now, what is scrounging? Yeah, what is scrounging? Rule ten point five. Uh, scrounging. Scrounging. Yeah, scrounging is when you're uh, going to go. It's it's like a treasure hunt. It is like a treasure hunt. How is it? It's like it's like dumpster diving. It is like. How is it not like dumpster diving? You get weapons. Well, I guess if you oh, uh, in America, you could probably find weapons everywhere. If you probably if you dumpster dive behind a Walmart, you'd probably scrounge some weapons, light machine guns, probably yeah. medium, maybe. Yeah. Not flamethrowers, though. Yes. And it is any non-berserk, unbroken infantry multi-man counter, not in melee, may attempt to salvage a functioning support weapon. Now, that's a lot of words, but it's easy, right? 
You yeah. can't do it if you're berserk, of course. Makes you got to charge. Yeah. Broken? Yeah. Can't. No. In melee? No. Can't. They're busy. They're busy. They're busy. Okay. And then you, it's got to be a functioning support weapon. So I guess that struck me as you'd have to remember that it was a mouthed bow machine. Yes. Yeah. So when you do your wreck, if it if, if it's mouthed, leave the mouth on there. I guess you'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. Can't can't uh, scrounge that. Okay. Um, and then any successfully salvaged weapon is treated as a normal support weapon of the vehicle's nationality. Okay. The vehicle's nationality. Okay. And you can also try to scrounge if you're in the hex with a wreck or a vehicle, it says. I guess it's a abandoned vehicle. During your own rally phase, you can declare scrounging and then mark yourself with a TI counter for the rest of the player turn. Oh, you do that in the rally phase. You could do it in the rally phase. Okay. And, All right, now. Uh, so you're in there, you do it. You have to roll something, probably. Yep, uh, that's coming up. It's, oh, okay. gonna, it's gonna be a, a one to three on a die roll. Anytime okay. you do scrounging, yeah. Okay. Um, now, this segment is going to be true or false, ah. which we've never done before. <laughs> and I don't think. An AFV carried inherent small arms capable of rearming a squad. True or false? Rearming, rearming a squad? You mean yeah. like giving them a light machine gun to a squad? Uh, yeah, if you have an unarmed squad, like a prisoner that escaped. Oh. And they scrounge a vehicle. Can the, the whole squad now become a 447? Oh, I see. I wouldn't think so. You're only scrounging one weapon. One vehicle. Oh. Yeah, very, a few one weapons, vehicle. right? Yeah, small, oh, okay. arms, small arms now is could be like pistols too and, and rifles and things inside the vehicle. And that would be correct, false. So how about scrounged small arms can rearm a single man counter or a crew or a half squad? True or false? Um, I, I think true, based upon That's where correct. we're going with this. Yep, yeah. correct. And then true or false, those rules are in A21.552. Oh, uh, I've got a photogenic memory. True. Oh, false, my friend. Oh. How about this one? It's even trickier. Those rules are found in A20.552. True. That is true. Oh. How did you know that? That's like arcane. Yeah. I'm, uh, What's the word? There's another word. There's you, knew another word I, you knew what I was thinking? Just darn smart. That's me. All right. How about an unarmed squad would immediately be replaced by an armed half squad and a still unarmed half squad after they pass their deployment check? True or false? So they scrounged, they're successful, they roll the one, two, or three. Mm -hmm. 
this is a squad that's doing it. Mm -hmm. The whole squad can't be, can't get stuff. Right. So you replace it with an armed half squad and an unarmed half squad squad. without rolling for deployment. Yeah, I would think you wouldn't have to. No, no, no rolling for deployment. Okay. Yeah, that is true. They don't roll for deployment. It's automatic. Automatic. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, true or false, such weapons from the tank cannot be given voluntarily by a manned armored fighting vehicle to a squad outside the vehicle. True or false, cannot be given voluntarily. Oh, yeah, I think that's true. That is true. You can't be just driving your tank along and go, oh, here, have this machine gun. Yes. I guess you'd have to... Yes. Uh, <laughs> I would think if you abandon, you'd have to abandon the vehicle. Yes, now that's a fascinating thought. So if you, so maybe your tank is somewhere where you don't need it anymore, or you you, out of use for it, and you want that weapon. Yeah, there's a different tank. There's actually Jeff another rule too for that, right? When the crew abandons a vehicle, or maybe they automatically conscript. There's something to that. I don't have that in here, but yeah. That is correct. Oh, or yeah, look that. If, if they come out and get killed and don't take things with them, um, yeah, then you can scrounge it with your own guys and pick yeah. up some weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's a cool thing the die roll you roll, the one, two, or three, which cannot have a leader modifier on it, does that die roll also double as the number of support weapons that can be taken out of the vehicle? Oh, like you can take more than one? Yeah. What if you, if you roll one, two, or three? Does that dictate the number of weapons you could take, like a bow machine gun or an A gun or something? I never thought of that. Um, yes. How about it you? Does. Yeah, me either. Okay. I, I, didn't, I guess if, if I was going to ever scrounge, I would reread the rule. And so, yeah, yeah if you roll yeah. the one, you can only get one weapon out. Okay, so in this case, rolling higher is better. Yes, indeed. Okay. E- yeah, even though, but not a four or five or six. And can you take, so if it has a bow machine gun, a coax, and, a, and an AA gun, can you take all three? That is the last section here. Rule, oh. Well, there's two more. Rule 10.51. I feel smart just because I asked the right questions. Which says, um, only the bow and the AA and any random support weapons um, carried can be recovered. So a fixed mount, rule 1.81, a fixed mount bow, uh, the ordnance, the cannon, the coax and the smoke dispensers and flamethrowers and any main armament other than mortars cannot be scrounged. So you better double check that list. Yeah, yeah. Because some small vehicles, the main armament is a machine gun. I guess it's saying that can't be taken out. And the coax cannot be taken out. I, I wasn't thinking that was true, but I wonder why. Coax machine guns. It's in there. It's next I, to the I, cannon usually. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. And of course, smoke dispensers and so on. Now there's yeah. an exception. If you're coax a machine gun can be repositioned as an AA gun 
shoot up in the air. Uh, I oh, guess. Oh, right. That, yes. You could yank that mother or that thing. Okay. <laughs> and what about the girl at girly magazines? Can you scrounge those? Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> and then 10.52. Any machine gun is represented by a light machine gun, regardless of its firepower. So I was always thinking that too. Let's see. Oh. The bow machine gun is up for firepower. That should be a medium machine gun. But no, it's just a light machine gun. Just mm. any any weapon you get. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, one last question: Is a machine gun or mortar always scrounged in its dismantled form? If it can have a dismantled form, I would say yes, because I would think you'd have to dismantle the thing to get it out of there. Yeah, it's got to come out like in little pieces and then you reassemble it quickly. Yeah. And there you go. That covers oh. the Rex rule. Very good. Very okay. good. I'm smarter. And so am I. But will either of us remember this in two weeks when we <laughs> scrounge a vehicle? Yes, we will. Because we're <laughs> doing I things hope. differently. I hope, I hope so. I hope we can remember something. Yeah, it'd be nice. We'll have to reread the whole rule again. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to be maybe an hour or so. Yeah. Okay. Then let's wrap it up. All right. We appreciate everybody for being. Yep. We for had listening. fun, I think. Yeah, we did. It was a good show. And so we'll sign until, off. Yeah, I guess until next time, we've got to remember to roll low. And rally well. But not when you're when playing, you're playing us. us. Not when you're playing us. That's right. All right. Bye, bye everybody. everybody.